recognize real, gon' recognize real, gon' recognize real, real. Only gon' recognize still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful evening, another beautiful uh, weekend, another Sunday. Ready to get this thing going, ready to get it live. And uh, it's been beautiful, man. Had a good weekend, a lot of things going on. Had a lot of friends and family come by. And, uh, you know, I always love it when you have people that, that you care about come check you out. Or uh, come come support you, or come show you some love, or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's always a beautiful thing to have people come out and check you out and support your cause, or you know, just come by and check you out and say hello. You know, I love it. So anyway, 
September 28th, right? 29th. 29th. September 29th. My bad. I'm losing my dates. September 29th, we're here. Ready to do this thing again. It's Sunday. Beautiful Sunday today. You know, the weather was the weather was extraordinary. And, uh, you know, er- everything was good. So, you know, shout out to everybody out there who are listening to the KRP radio show. You know, everybody out there who decides to come and check us out and give us a chance to uh, inspire, enlighten, piss off, make mad, you know, all of the above. We we do a lot of that for people, a lot of, lot of different things for, for different people. But <laughs> it is what it is, man. The show's been going on for a few years now, and uh, success rate is great. You know, 14 million right now, doing pretty good. And uh, you know, as I always say, we're not doing as well as the a the FM, not AM, but the FM radio stations. You know, they have such a large pool to draw from. And uh, frankly, some of the topics that we talk about on KRP Radio aren't that popular among the masses. You know, most people don't want to talk about politics all the time, or you know, they don't want to talk about improving their life when it comes to doing something for yourself. And I'm always promoting people, man. I don't I'm not I'm not trying to promote, you know, anybody or or any type of ideal outside of interdependence and, and critical thinking for the benefit of self. You know, that's what we believe in, that's what we do. And that's what it's all about, man. It's about being not only, you know, independent, but it's about being interdependent. And uh, so there's a couple of things that I'm going to offer, not today, there's a couple of things that I'm I'm, I'm working on, and, uh, you know, so to kind of, you know, I'm always complaining about things, or I'm always talking about things on this show, or I'm, I'm blogging about stuff on the Facebooks, Twitter, social websites, whatever, the blog, KRP blog, and I'm always talking to people about stuff, and, and you know, I, I think I know what I'm talking about, that's my problem, at least that's what somebody told me, but. <laughs> I think I know what I'm talking about because I'm always trying to read, but I always try to bring stuff to, you know, try to make things first person. I like to put things in perspective for me. You know, I, I think things are the perspective of, of uh, all of us is good. You know, I never try to downplay that. I always want to see the benefit of, of the masses. But with that benefit of the masses, it has to benefit me and my family. If if there's an ideal out there that benefits everyone, I'm all for it. I'm not I'm not selfish to say that you know what I'm not going to be for it because it doesn't benefit benefit me and my lifestyle. I don't mean in that way. I mean the general purpose of self. You know me and my family, or you and your family, or you know that person and their family, or whatever. So if there's a, an ideal out here that benefits people. You know, that's for the betterment of people. I'm all for it, even if it's not for me. But if it's even if it's for people, the benefit of people without flaws. And I know nothing's perfect. You know, I get that. But there's a lot of things out there that seems like it's for the benefit of people, but it's not. So, you know, I'm always talking about those things and, and I'm always debating them. And, you know, man, I'm I'm a skeptic, man. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm the type of person that thinks that the glass is half full, but Frankly, I'm a skeptic. You know, I, I, I try to be an optimist most of the time, but you can't help but to be skeptical of things. 
you know, is it, is is a lot of times when people promote stuff, it, it it's just not right, man. There's some hidden agenda behind it, or it's gonna affect you some kind of way down the road, or you know, the the benefit of it doesn't outweigh the need. You know, so that lets you know that there's something else going on behind the scenes that people aren't talking about. And that's a lot of what we offer on the KLP radio show. That's a lot of what I do, you know, when I'm talking about these topics in news or talking about uh, politics or politics, I like to call it, or or anything, you know, most things. I'm always the guy who's going, but what if this happens? Because if we're if you're not talking about the what ifs and you're not prepared for, you know, the the bad side of all the good things that people are talking about and all these good things that people are promoting, you know, if you're not prepared for and if you don't talk about the bad side of them or the what ifs of them, when they come up and when they pop up, it's gonna be a sad, sad day. Because people aren't gonna know how to take care of themselves. They're not gonna know how to handle those situations. And uh, I kind of feel like that's my duty, you know, that's that's my job. You know, that's something that uh, someone has to do and I've taken it upon myself to do. But getting back to what I was saying, uh, outside of that, I also feel like, you know, holding that position of being the skeptic and, and always talking about the downside plus the positives of these these uh ideals and these things out here. In a few weeks, I'm going to introduce something that I think will be beneficial to all of us. You know, working with some people around the country, hoping that this thing is going to work out. We're going to start it right here in the triad of North Carolina or the triangle. We'll figure out which one. And uh, it's going to be something where we all can benefit and we all are going to have to play our positions. We're all going to have to play our parts. You know, we don't need a president of this thing. We don't need a VP. We don't need a chairman. This is just going to be something where we can come together and make a difference for all of us, our own lives, and our families directly. You know, no crazy stuff, no funny, funny business, you know, no behind-the-scenes agenda, nothing. You know, this is just me saying, you know what, Puzzy, you complain and and pander and you talk so much about stuff that you got to start at least proposing uh, some suggestions that would be beneficial to people outside of the arguments that you make. So, you know, I talk to myself because life is about checks and balances. If you don't have a checks and balance system, you're in trouble. You know, if you always feel like everything you say is right, Without flaw, you're in trouble. You know, there's somebody looking at you, and 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 they're probably saying, you know, I, I like Pudgy a lot, or whoever, but uh, you can't tell them anything. And you know, even the debates that I get into, I always get in a debate with healthcare. A good friend of mine, John. Shout out to John Mullis, by the way. And uh, he I and he and Spike and myself. Shout out to Spike too. You know, we, we were just on Facebook debating uh, health care. And, and that's a hot debate right now in this nation. You know, a, a lot of people feel some kind of way about it. And uh, even with debating with these guys, whether they are 
on the same page I am or not, I always, always learn something from these conversations. I always learn something from these conversations and these debates. And if you're not learning anything from debating with people and the conversations you're having with people, you know, first of all, it's not a debate for me because I already know what I believe. I'm not looking to be convinced any other way, but I am open to listening and, and, and grabbing some of the knowledge that other people might have that don't think like I think, you know, and sometimes that alone can change how you view certain ideals or how you view certain programs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, we don't all go through the same things all the time. You know, we all of us go through different things in lives and they always affect all of us differently. And be, and because of those challenges and these events that we go through in our lives, you know, those are the things that it, it, it drives our train of thought going forward. So, you know, just try to listen to people, man. Listen to some things that folks have to say. Anyway, speaking of social uh, networking and, and social websites, well, you guys who are checking me out right now, I don't know how you're listening. Maybe you're listening by phone. We got quite a few people in the queue. Uh, matter of fact, if you're in the queue, uh, in the caller queue, make sure you press number one if you got a comment. And, you know, we'll we'll try to get you on the air. And uh, you know, get you guys on here so you so your voice can be heard, and uh, you know, just just get you give you some burn time if we have time. A lot of times I don't get to answer these lines because we're running short on time. You know, majority of the shows we do now are are one hour because I'm committed to two other shows that I won't mention on this show right now until we mess this stuff together. But uh, yeah. So a lot of times I don't get to, to answer these lines. So, you know, when you get in the caller queue, make sure you hit press number one. And for you guys who need to know how to get in the caller queue, dial on your cell phone or your phone or whatever kind of calling device you might have, 619-638-8559. Again, that's 619-638-8559. Hit number one if you got a comment. And we'll try to get you online. For all you people out there that are social networking and on these social sites, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the LinkedIn, the Indeeds, the, all these. Uh, on Facebook, we are KIRPRadioShow.com. Uh, just search us. You know, that's the best way to find us. Or you can put K.I.R.P. And uh, you should see the logo pop up there somewhere, or you should see uh, the web the address pop up there somewhere, or something. If you want to add me on Facebook, just simply put in one word, KIRP Radio Show, or KIRP Radio, one of them. I don't know. Something like that. I accept friend requests, accept friends requests from anybody. So, and again, don't be surprised on what I might say. You might not like it, and, and that's too bad. Anyway. Uh, let's see. What do we have? Oh, Twitter. My bad. Twitter. I, I lost my train of thought. For all my Twitter followers out there, uh, you can find us at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can find me at symbol NC Pudgy on Twitter. You know, 
add us to your to your uh, your list of followers or follow us or however that works, whatever. And uh, you know, we're all over the place, man. We got iTunes, we got a bunch of different ways to listen to the show. So you guys make sure that uh, you interact with us. And a lot of times it's me, sometimes it's other people, and uh, you never know who you might be talking to. You know, anybody from the group, and it's like eleven of us. About four of us that are really active, but there's about 11 of us that operate these pages. So, anyway, got to go to a commercial. When we come back, we're going to come back with uh, Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. She's going to tell you guys, I don't know what she's going to tell you guys, but she's definitely going to mention and tell you guys how to live a little bit more frugal in your lives. And she's going to tell you a little bit about her website, which is solely based around couponing. And, and we appreciate that because couponing has has changed my household dramatically. Couponing will change your life. Okay, telling. Got to give couponing the chance, man, because you know saving those few dollars will definitely improve your life and give you some more spending capital. We're all about that. All right, 619-638-8559. We'll be right back with Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com in about two minutes. Yeah. Listen to the KLP Radio Show, baby. K-I-R-P Radio! Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. And play in the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. <laughs> okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. 
Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Take your place, them backstabbers. Backstabbers. If I could sing, I would have sung that to you, Shaw. But I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Shaw, what's up? What's up? Oh, man. That was a little what's up, man. I gave you the high pitch, like, Shaw, what's up? I'm tired this weekend. Are oh, you really? Mhm. Yeah, so I guess I'm not my usual upbeat. I think I could probably go to bed like I could have gone to bed like two hours ago. <laughs> I wish I could have went to bed two hours ago. Well, now I was driving at this time. Anyway, oh, busy weekend. Be I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. That's why I shut up. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I hate doing that because, like, when I'm talking to people, okay, listen, I thought I was a good listener, right? But mm-hmm. the other day while I was listening to someone talk about their issues, I found myself cutting them off. Or, or not like cutting them off, but I'm a word finisher. Do you hate people like that? Yeah. Like, if you're talking and I finish your last word, do you like that? Um, it doesn't really bother me, I don't guess, but I'm that way, too. And then always, he gets so irritated. He turns into, like, a five-year-old. He's like, would you please let me finish my sentence? (laughs) I'm like, seriously, (laughs) I just saved you a breath. (laughs) (laughs) My wife said that to me before, too, man. I can't even lie. I'm sorry, baby. I'm yeah. a word finisher. Get, well, I get, I, me and you like to talk, so we get on a roll. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm a word finisher. I can't believe it. 
I mean, all these years, I thought I was a good listener, and a lot of people are like, you know what, you can't even talk to Pudgy because he's just going to finish your word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way. Charles is a word finisher. Mm -hmm. Or an interrupter. He says I interrupt him all the time. That's what it really like is, he'll though, be, right? He'll start to say something, and I'll just keep on going with what I'm saying in, in my head. My thoughts just going up. <laughs> so then he just sits there, and then I get mad at him for not communicating. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's so woman-like. No disrespect, but I'll, my wife heard that. We try, we try, and we try to communicate. But the truth of the matter is we can't communicate right that'll make you guys happy because... We don't think like y'all do. Like, we got the little bird brain. And it's frustrating. It's just, yeah, it is, I'm sure. It's like I can explain what, like, I'm asking 500 different ways, and it doesn't matter. He still won't. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I understand you. I hear you. I get you. And I'm like, uh, well, then why aren't you doing it? <laughs> you understand, and you hear me, and you get me. <laughs> oh, man, we, we got bird brains. I mean, we're, we're, no, we're just, smart. It's like, it's like. You go on autopilot, like, yeah, I know you, I hear you, I understand. And it's like, you don't, you're probably not even listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say we understand, though, because if we don't say it, oh, my God, it's really bad then. I mean, what in the world? <laughs> if we don't say that we understand, on top of not understanding, oh, my God. <laughs> world War point five and six. I don't know. It just is never a win-win situation. It never ends, man. That's why you have to have love to, uh, on a serious note, if you don't have love to get you past all the things that we hate each other for, maybe not really hate, but you know what I mean. If we don't, mm-hmm. all the differences. Because, you know, with the with any human beings existing in the same space is going to be conflict because no one is the exact same. Exactly. And if you don't have love to get you over that stuff, man, you are in trouble. So thank God for love, man. God is love, love is God. Thank (laughs) goodness. Yeah. It's my sermon for the day. Well, I always say, like... You know, we um, we have these we have these little conversations all the time, and so Ben's just he can I guess it's a guy thing he switch your emotions on and off. Like we'll be talking in a heated discussion, and then he just moves on to something else, and I'm still like upset for days, and he yeah. just acts like it. He totally forgot about it. <laughs> like seriously, I cannot just I'm not a light bulb. Put it on all the time. <laughs> That's a talent right there. You're thinking about it. Yeah. He's just showing you that. I forgot about that, man. I ain't thinking about that stuff no more. But really, it's killing him. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Different species. Different species. We are not from Mars, but we're from the other place somewhere mm-hmm. on Earth that you guys are from. Guarantee that. <laughs> oh, anyway, Charlotte, I hope you got some good stuff for us because we haven't couponed in a while in my house. And man, we did a tally, uh, I think yesterday, on uh, 
how much takeout how money much we've been spending. <clears throat> it's a lot. And it's not pretty. Oh, my God, it's not pretty. Well, we took this summer off, so I went. Um, our store had triple coupons two weeks ago, so I went, you know, a bunch. But I haven't been since, and now our refrigerator is empty. And so before I came on the phone, I was actually tearing my coupons apart um, and getting them sorted yeah. from today. So, But I still have, like, the last two weeks to do this. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is, It's it takes time. I mean, everybody is like, I don't have time for that. But you yeah. have to decide whether you want to spend more on groceries or do you want to take the time to do the work up front to save the money on the back end. So it's just all about, you know, what you want to do. So, I mean, we we ran into Walmart, and I know I just name dropped, but we ran into a big store um, <laughs> last night, and... You know, we had to get a few things for the kids, and I was like, let's just go ahead and grab a few groceries. I did not have any coupons, and, you know, I just got, like, the basic stuff for the kids' lunches this week, and, you know, I didn't even get milk or eggs or anything expensive. And I got, like, a few clothing items, and it was, like, $125. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? So it just, it's crazy when you don't use coupons, and when you don't plan ahead, you end up spending double or triple what you would spend if you just took the time up front. So, I feel you. I was not happy about that little trip last night. <laughs> I'm sure, man, because it's like, you know, every trip to the store, I don't care if you get just three or four items. At least it feels like that. You know, 40 mm-hmm. 50 $90, $100. It's like you can't oh, double. Yeah. So, my question, I guess, is what do you suggest for people on the go, you know, in terms of couponing or saving or, you know, whatever you can suggest for people to do that are always on the go because we are always on the go. So we got to do something. I I really feel like we're on the go too. I mean, you know, none of us stay at home. We – I work overtime every single day, including Saturdays. So, I mean, me personally, outside of the blog and couponing at my personal job, I work, you know, 40 to 55 hours a week. So that's just me. Then Ben works full-time, and, I mean, his schedule is a little more flexible than mine, but, you know, we're both on the go, both kids. Um, my in-laws have to pick them up every day because we are on the go from school and we get them. So we're just always on the go, too. So it is a thing, a balance. What I find that works best for our family is Sunday nights, I will clip my coupons and file them. It's as soon as I get them from the paper. You know, you get it Sunday. I get my coupons and just stand at the – we have, like, an island in our kitchen. I pair and sort – you know, I get four inserts pretty much every Sunday. So I have to, you know, I match those up by page. And so I just cut one time per page. So I'm not cutting four separate inserts individually. So that's how I do it. So, you know, I'll stand there and I'll sort them, group them together, and then I'll cut them and file them. And it just seems to be what works for us because I can just do it, get it out of the way. And then I just stick my coupon binder in the car with me. 
So I mm-hmm. have it. So it's not like I'm like, oh, crap, I'm out and my coupon binder's at home. You know, I have it with me. That way I can just run in. And I have my stuff. And you can look on our website, stretchingyourbudget.com. Under the uh, Beginners tab, there's a, a Resources. When you drop down the Beginners tab, there's a Resources drop down. And um, you can click on that. And I have a PDF file of category names that you can name your binder. And mine are extremely, extremely detailed. It's broken down by essentially everything throughout the store. So, I mean, I have a meats tab, a condiment tab, a refrigerated beverage tab, a non-refrigerated beverage tab. So, essentially what I do is that allows me to quickly go to that tab and grab a coupon out, you know, specifically to where I'm at in the store. Um, so I'm not spending time fumbling through my my book, you know. So if I know I need juice, I would go to my refrigerated beverage tab, pull out what I want, and I would buy it. So it's a quick in and out thing for me. Um, and since we do all the store matchups for our local areas, um, you know, anybody that listens, you know, in our immediate area, you can look on our store, and I've taken all the work out for you. So basically, you see what's on sale matched up with the coupon that th- coupons that are available. So what I'll do is I will just print, like if I'm at work or whatever and I, I know I'm going to the store that night, I'll print the list, stick it in my binder that's in the car, and I'll run inside real quick and get the few things I need. So it's not like I'm prepared ahead or anything. As long as I can get them clipped and in my binder, I'm good, and I just take it with me. So that's what works for us. Um and because if you spend a good two months and build your stockpile, then you don't have to go to the stores often because, um, mm-hmm. you know, our stockpile is pretty built up. I mean, I just, we just went through two weekends ago and cleaned out everything that was expired, threw it out. I know, yes, yeah, sometimes things get, get old before I can get to them. Um, <laughs> and then created a box for donation and then... Um, so we were I or reorganized it, I rearranged it, everything. So now it's nice and clean. I feel like I'm starting fresh. And I can, you know, but once anyways what I was saying with that is once your stockpile is full, then you don't have to go to the store every but every two weeks or so just to get your perishable items like milk, eggs, bread and cheese. So that's essentially where we are at in our lifestyle. So I'm only going to get the things that I absolutely need. And then if there's anything that's, you know, really cheap or free, I'll pick it up while I'm there. So I'm not doing a lot of shopping anyway through the week, um, but that's just because we do have a lot in our stockpile. Um, so, but that takes about a good two months for you to build that. And you can also view how to do that on the Beginners tab on our website as well. Nice. But um, other ways to save, you know, when you're on the go, you know, my husband is on. He drives all the time, like you. So he ends up eating out a lot, and that really kills our budget because, I mean, food is outrageous right now. Just eating out. So, um, you know, I have I put every coupon that I get for like fast food or whatever in his truck, so he knows to look in his truck in the box to see, you know, I, you know, little what are those things? Armrest things that have the compartments. I have this coupon stuck in there, and he knows that he can only go eat wherever there's a coupon book for. So, nice. um, you know, those are just another little ways to save instead of him just going wherever because it's convenient. 
you know, I do require him to put a little thought into it and say, okay, I have X, Y, and Z places. This one's closest. I'm going to go here. So, you know, just little things like that. But, you know, and it, and we do, like, a lot of restaurant.com stuff. So if we're out and as a family we want to go out to dinner, I've got those in the car, you know. So it's just doing a little preparation up front so that when you are out on the go as a family or by yourself, you're not getting caught spending full price for everything, you know. So those are just a few tips that, that we do as a family because it's something that we've had to really look at because, like I said, over the summer, just kind of let it go. And we're trying to get back on track this fall. So that's kind of what we've been doing. But even... You know, for what you do, even when you guys kind of let go, you don't all the way let go, do you? I mean, like... No. Well, I, I mean... I don't think so. This summer, I really honestly and truly did not use coupons at all. Um, I mean, I did I did do every, like, Super Double coupon event that my store had, which is, like, once every four to six weeks. So I did go at least once every four to six weeks, and I used the coupons that I did have. I continued to buy them even though I wasn't using them. Um, So I had, you know, my coupons when those events happened. So I did stock up um, during this time. So I was going at least every month and a half or so. But outside of that, anything else that I needed, I was going and just buying. So, yeah. But, I mean, that was, I mean, that's like as let go as we go. It's not like we went and spent a lot of money on other stuff, you know. I mean, we do (laughs) find ourselves wasting money. I'm like, okay, I just got paid and already like $500 is out the door and I haven't paid one bill yet. So I don't really know where it all goes. (laughs) But, yeah. That's a lot. I mean, we're going back to a cash system because it's, it just is out of control when you don't see what what comes in and out, and you don't have any. You you think you have it in your head, but you just don't, you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, and yeah, I just especially can't then, seem people to like, yeah, I know. What's this, 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 and this? And I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> and that does not even cover half of what you know the bank statement I mean, does. <laughs> It's it's really tough though, Charlotte, when, in in terms of trying to save dollars and you know you're mobile and you know you're on the go and it's it's, just, it's tough to reach for a coupon book or even remember to take one with you as you go. You know it's it's really tough. Yeah. And I would like to because it's, you know it's free money basically. You know those coupons, yeah. those little pieces of paper represent cash. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you, you do it at the way, first of the week, yeah. I feel like, you know what I mean? If you just say, pick a day and that's your day, or you get your stuff prepared for the week, you know, you get the kids ready for school, We, you get yourself ready for, you know, savings kind of thing. You know, you're packing their lunches, yeah. you pull out your coupons that you've gotten in the Sunday paper or whatever, and then you just, we have, you know, like a banister where our steps go up and down that flat. So I just stick everything there because it's right as I walk out down the steps. So if there's somewhere like on your way out that you visually can see and just put it in your path, then it might be <laughs> easier. And it's just a habit. I mean, you have to form a habit. You've got to say, okay, this is what I need to do. 
and just purposely, you know, make yourself remember, you know, to your yep. coupons. It's just oh, everything you, that you do is like a lifestyle change. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that uh, are the coupons uh, more plentiful than they've ever been today? You know, with all the popularity on couponing and all the TV shows and the reality shows about it, and you know, it was once this craze about it, but lately, you know, you don't hear as much as you once heard. You know about couponing and, and and things of that nature, but you know, is there a pickup or increase on the coupons that you're seeing, or, or they're becoming more plentiful, or do it does it seem like they're being they're harder to get? Um, I don't think they're harder to get. I mean, I'm still, I still, I'm not having an issue for a while. It's having a little issue getting them in the papers and stuff, but I haven't seen that issue. Um, lately, and but I do think that couponing is not the craze like it it was a year or so ago. Um, I just think people are having to work harder to make money, and they have less time to sit around and do it. To be honest with you, um, so I mean, I and even in like the couponing blogging world, I mean, like what what I do, it's totally taken a turn. People are doing more. DIY stuff, more do you know projects at home, ways to save around your house. It's not so much couponing. Um, so I just think that things go on trends, just like clothes and styles and that kind of thing. And I think that's kind of what it's done. I don't think it's died out. I just think that that huge craze that that you know was going on about a year ago or so. It's kind of fizzled out because so many people jumped on board, and there's only so much you can do with it. So, um, and and you do get burnout. I mean, you're human. If anything that you do repetitively, you're going to get tired of it more than likely, unless it's sure. just your passion, like me. I'm weird, and I like, <laughs> you know, I I love to save money. I mean, that's really a hobby. So, you know, it's just. I, I honestly and truly think it is a phase, and I think that it it has that out. But I don't think that companies are, you know, putting less out because, uh, you know, every day, I, it, not every day, but if there's something that I need, I will go look on that manufacturer's website to see if they've got a coupon available. And nine times out of ten, they do. And with Facebook, um, their rules just changed again where it used to be that, you know, companies couldn't get Facebook likes for in trade of something like a coupon or a prize or something like that. But um, in the last month that they've changed their rule to where you can get Facebook likes in exchange for someone, you know, entering a contest or or something like that. So I have seen a lot more companies putting coupons out. You have to like their Facebook page before you can get a coupon. So um, the coupons are definitely there, um, you know, definitely haven't seen more than that, but I just think less people are on the coupon train. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I can vouch for that. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people who were, were really excited about it, and then now they just, you know, turned off and back to mm-hmm. doing what they always do, and that's everything. Yeah. So it's, it was to be expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Charlotte, we appreciate that advice. 
And uh, I think that jewel, that was a, there was another jewel in what you just said uh, by going to the manufacturer's website. You know, that's something that I never, ever, ever thought about. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot because I'm always buying something mm-hmm. for my, my football team or for the kids or myself, wife. Definitely. And the thing is, yeah. is a lot of people, one quick thing, a lot of people complain about having to, you know, register for mm-hmm. something to get the coupon. The biggest thing I can say is to create a, a email address, you know, a free Gmail or Yahoo Mail, um, just for stuff like that, so that your inbox doesn't uh, crowd your important stuff. So that's what we do. I've got an email address that's specifically for things that I register for contests, coupons, whatever it may be. So that way you don't get frustrated because um, a lot of people do get frustrated with all these, you know, junk mail. So that that would be the one tip I would give you. Oh, man, I really get frustrated with junk mail. I get frustrated seeing coupons all over the place, but I shut my mouth because, again, it's money. <laughs> so, yeah, so she just get you a junk email. <laughs> oh, the junk emails are the worst, though. They are they are definitely uh-huh. the worst, by far. Anyway, moving along, 8.45 p.m. on the East Coast, baby, Greensboro, Burlington, Triad, what's the Salem High Point, all that good stuff. We'll be right back with the weather report after these messages. If you guys want to hear more from Charlotte or you need to get more information, make sure you log on to stretchingyourbudget.com and you can get all the info that Charlotte has to offer. And there is a lot there. Uh, go through the old information, you know, and then come back to the most current information and you can always find something useful there. You know, that that's the great thing about her website. You can always find something useful. So, Charlotte, I appreciate it. But before you go, I need no you to problem. give a shout out. Because you know we do shout out. <laughs> shout out. Hmm. I don't even know that I have one today. Oh, yeah. You have found one. <laughs> do what? Who? Me? I said, you what did me? you say? Oh, yeah, you. Hmm? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. I'm, Shout I'm, out to me, yeah. baby. Yeah, because you're awesome. Because I'm, that's right, I rock. I'm awesome. You do. And <laughs> I don't even know the other cool words that the kids use. I don't want to embarrass myself. I already use awesome and rock, and I'm sure that's not in style anymore. But Oh, I'm turn up. That's what it is, baby. I'm Pudgy is turn up. Somebody tweak that. Charlotte, thanks for coming through. See you next week. No problem. All right, bye. Goodbye. Folks, you listen to the KRP Radio Show. We'll be right back with the weather report for the triad. If you guys want to check us out on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy is me. Also, check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. And you can find us there. You could also... Go on iTunes, go to the podcast, and search. Ready for this? K-I-R-P Radio Show. Three words. All right, check us out. K-I-R-P Radio Show. We'll be right back. You're rocking with your boy Pudgy. Two minutes. We'll be right back. Jan Morgan in the next hour. All 
Alright, so Tune in, don't hang up yet We're going to talk some Second Amendment We're going to talk some parenting Jan just recently got married A lot of guys don't like that Bob's a cool guy I like him And he can shoot Because they met on the gun range, she said And that shows that I listen, Jan, I listen Anyway, we'll be right back, folks Check us out in two minutes after these messages. We'll be right back with the weather report and some sports. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide or death by government has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government. Two million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize Government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, Celebrity Chef Nikki Shaw, Teen and Family Producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. TiffanyInc.com 
it's the same way he did when he was in high school. After school, he practiced, then he went to the gym. This is what he wants. This is the life he chose. And if you want it, you have to work hard to keep it and keep on going with it. So I believe he will come back. And when he do, I'm going to be at the Bull Center cheering for my baby. <laughs> K-I-R-P Radio! Low, 
So for all you parents and kids and grandparents and aunts and uncles who are going to spend some time under the Friday night lights playing football or watching football, 59 degrees on Friday. So prepare for it. All right. This weather report was brought to you by Callaway's Portable Welding. Shout out to Daryl Callaway, who I met yesterday at the Constitutional event. Uh, Callaway's Portable Welding, 108 Antique Drive, King, North Carolina, 27021. If you need to get in contact, excuse me, if you need to get in contact with Callaway Welding, uh, make sure you log on to, uh, or send them an email, I'm sorry, Callaway Sport Portable Welding at gmail.com. Their phone number is 336-983-0084. Their mobile number is 336-466-0904. And you could also contact them by dialing 1-800-961-6398. And you can also check them out, as almost said earlier, by logging on to www.callawaysportablewelding.com. All right, this weather report was brought to you by them. Give them a shout out. At least check their website. Those are good patriots over there, and I really appreciate what they do. They do a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job. So if you need some welding done in your home, on your vehicle, at your business, these are the people to call. Callaway's PortableWelding.com. Check them out. All right, folks. It is 8.57 p.m. And, uh, you know, we're going to move, move right along. Uh, as you know, the conversation or the, the, the donkey in the room, I won't say the elephant in the room no more. If there's an elephant in the room, you know it. But when there's a jackass in the room, you don't really know it until he says something. I swear you don't. And and normally when he talks, he, everybody's listening. You know, that jackass is going to let you know that he's a jackass. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of places that I've been going, and there's just been a lot of jackasses talking. You know, the elephant in the room just stands there. Doesn't say much. You know, elephant deals with uh, pure fact. An elephant is big. When you see an elephant, you're aware of that. An elephant is loud. When you see an elephant, you're aware of that too. An elephant stands true. He's going to stomp when he's mad, and that's obvious. You know, you're going to get out of the way. Something that big in the room, making that much noise, you're going to move when it starts to get really active. You're going to get out of the way. But when a jackass is in the room, a donkey, if you will. Uh, you don't really, you don't really know what type of mood that jackass is in. You don't know if it's angry. You don't know if it's it's friendly. You don't know if it's full or hungry or intense. You just, with these jackasses, you never get it. You just don't know. They're so deceptive in in their movement. And in what they do. And, and and not only are they deceptive, but they are extremely, extremely stubborn. That's a jackass for you. 
A jackass believes only what he wants to believe, not taking in anything that anyone else says. But being a jackass that he is, that donkey that he is, they don't move for anybody. They won't budge. You know, you have to you have to attach a device to a jackass in order to get it to move in the direction that it needs to move towards. You know, a jackass will surely die quicker than he will move out of the way. But an elephant, you can move an elephant with a tree branch, a small smack on the ass or on the butt, <laughs> excuse me, and an elephant will, will surely get out of the way. And, you know, that's what we've been seeing lately. A lot of jackasses out here on these blogs, you know, a lot of jackasses out here on these radio shows, and and a lot of jackasses on the news. And they only talk about things that are popular right now. They only talk about things that they can sway you on normally. And they're very stubborn in what they believe to be true. And only that. You know, I look at voter ID in this nation. And and I didn't really want to go to voter ID. We were going to... We're going to talk about the Second Amendment. I was going to talk about parenting, and and I will here shortly. And and but it's amazing how much airtime diversity gets. You know, it seems like the things that or the topics that we're divided on, you know, the the things that divide us the most are the things that get the most airtime these days. Except for our personal lives. You know, in our personal lives right now, what's important are the things that are going to change our personal lives. You know, the things that are going to cost us the most uh, drama or even the most money, frankly. You know, we have a health care bill right now that will be passed. And no matter what you say, no matter what you do, this health care bill will affect you for the remainder of your life. You know, is, there's nothing you can do about that. This health care bill, I believe, will be the uh, the jackass in the room. You know, that one thing that is, 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 is going to change the way we look at Everything is going to take money out of your pocket. Uh, you know, it, it's going to mandate health care that is managed by the federal government, which is a bad idea, period. I mean, how can you – these people – listen, I don't I don't get it. You know, it, when you start talking about health care, I, I, I really don't get it. Like, I, I love people. And I, and, and I love God, okay? I love Jesus. And and I love all his people, all his citizens. But I don't understand the simple thought process that some people have. You know, now for people who, who for people who want to push 
health care. I get it, you know, for people who, who think that this is the best thing since sliced bread, people who understand what socialization can do. You know, I get it. I understand that. Why they support it, I get it. Why they speak for it, I get it. You know, and, and, and I love people too. I don't want to see people without adequate health care. I don't. But here's the deal. Here's what I believe. And you probably never heard it before. But this was just, it just, I was driving and it just came to me right on my lap. You know, this health care bill, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, socialized medicine, all of the above, this will be the single program that will terminate Medicaid in the future. Understand why I say this. For all you who don't understand what Medicaid is, okay, Medicare, Medicaid, for all of you that don't understand that, I just want to explain it to you because it's like people don't people don't get that we already have a healthcare program that is managed and organized by the federal government. You know, people will argue with you, oh well, Medicaid is not working and you can't go to the ER and get adequate health and you know, you know, all, all the stuff, man. People want to argue all the stuff, but the truth of the matter is we already have a socialized or federal medical program. Here's what here, I'll prove it to you. Check this out. Here's something that I posted on my on my Facebook page, and I got some more statistics for you because it's gonna blow your mind. And if you're in North Carolina, thanks to my producer Nicole, I'm gonna read off how it will affect North Carolina. Okay, I'm gonna read that off to you, and I'm gonna post this stuff. And I've been I've been waiting to get a lot of this stuff out anyway. You know, I've been leaving it alone, but I've been waiting to get a lot of this stuff out to the forefront anyway. All right. First of all, Medicaid is you is the United States healthcare program. Okay? This is coming from the government themselves. This is the definition of Medicaid is the United States health program for families and individuals with low income and resources. The Health Insurance Association of America describes Medicaid as a government insurance program for persons of ages whose income and resources are insufficient to pay for health care. Medicaid is a means-tested health and medical services program for certain individuals and families with low incomes and few resources. Primary oversight of the program is handled at the federal level but each state establishes its own eligibility standards, determines the type, amount, duration, and scope of services. They set the rate for payment for those services and administers its own Medicaid program. Medicaid and Medicare are two government programs that provide medical and health-related services to specific groups of people in the United States. I it's, the proof is right there in that definition. Anyway, although the two programs are very different, they are both managed by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, a division of the United States Department of Health and Human Services. I could not put it more clear. 
They've already done it for you. So for all you folks who think that this health care program, Obamacare, is going to magically, lucky charms, magically make this delicious, you're crazy. There's already a program according to the federal government. Now, whether you believe it or not, whether you accept it or not, there's already a program by their definition that is managed by them that they already can't run properly and administer by them that they already administer wrongfully. An insurance program. I don't understand how this is going to all of a sudden make things so much better for America. If you're already doing it wrong and you already have an existing program, but now you're going to add another program that mandates this time that all people have health insurance or be penalized, you got to be crazy. See, this is what they missed the first time. All they're doing now is going back correcting where they went wrong to not benefit the American people, to further hinder the American people. We already paid tax money to those programs. And now you're going to pay additional tax money to this program that's not going to do any better, but it's going to tax you more of your hard-earned dollars. It's amazing to me that people really think that the federal government wants to help us. Meanwhile, they haven't done anything about the monies that they take from us that they mismanage. If you ask me, it says the Pentagon, I'm going to another page here for a sec, just for one sec, because I want to talk about how responsible the federal government is with our dollars that they take from us. This is not money that we donate to them. These are not checks that we write. You know, this is not money that we say, hey, Mr. Government, here's some money, come get it. You know, hey, we know you need to uh, fix a few more things, so, you know, hey, come get these extra dollars. Let me write you an extra check. It, this, this doesn't happen. This is money that they take from us. There's a lot of us who would be much better off had we not paid into federal taxes or the federal tax program. If we did not have the IRS, we would be a lot better off. Or check this out. Why can't we have the IRS just for business, existing business operations or American business operations, period? Why do we have to have an internal revenue service to manage everyday people who simply go to work and cash the checks? Why do we have to have a service that monitors that? Think about that for a second. You know, we have a service that the federal government oversees that's not a federal government agency, by the way. But we employ these folks that who gets paid by our tax dollars that they take from us to manage this money. We employ these people to make sure that we don't bring home more money than they think we should have based off of a theoretical
identical number that says a family of X, Y, and Z shouldn't make but X, Y, and Z. That's stupid. There's no other way to put it. That's that's just plain stupid. That's, that's plain idiotic. It doesn't even make sense. You know? And here we are. Already, listen, we're not out of the recession yet. I don't, I don't know why people even believe that. These speculators are lying. These, these, these economists, they're lying. These people don't even know what the hell they're talking about. They're all lying. Like, we're, we're not out of recession. The truth of the matter is most businesses that were hit prior to the recession or even during the recession are not doing more business than they were doing prior to the recession or not even back to the level of business that they were prior to the recession. Not even close, or, or excuse me, pre, pre-recession. They're not back to those levels. And here's another reality, because I run a few businesses, some mine and some others, and I have to deal with profit and loss statements and ledgers and bills and employment and health insurance taxes and EBIT lines. Listen, a lot of these businesses won't ever get back to the point where they're making money the way that they were before this recession hit. A lot of people aren't going to make that same money anymore. It's not going to happen. you know. So that whole premise of people thinking that, hey, it's going to get back to the way it used to be or you know, things are going to be okay or... Yeah, or you know, it's this is not gonna happen, man. Things aren't gonna be okay. We're not gonna make the money that we used to make. You know, it's not gonna happen. We're not gonna get back to that level. So the whole premise of us being out of a recession and us doing okay now, and America's employed again, America's making dollars again, and we're progressing. That's a lie. People aren't working. People are still without jobs. And people that are are working, they're still being overtaxed. They will continue to be overtaxed. And they will be extra taxed with this Affordable Care Act. And guess what? If we did make enough money to pay for our benefits with our health care, now it's going to cost us more. Because I don't know where the hell you guys have been, but from where I sit, and where I've been and the papers that I've been looking at, healthcare costs have risen at least twice. That's not even including the cost of supplies that the doctor's offices charge for. We're not even talking about the cost of band-aids or those pills you get at the doctor or those prescriptions that are being wrote and then the cost of those prescriptions. You know, we're not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the simple cost of health care, period, has risen. Simply because our greedy government, our power-hungry government, and our power-hungry, vain president wants to push his legacy bill. I'm doing that little quotation sign on the side of my face. His legacy bill. Because this is the thing that's going to It's going to paint his legacy. No president has ever been able to get this health care bill through because it's socialized medicine, people. This is the beginning of it. This is what it is. 
okay? Anytime the federal government mandates health care that is administered by the federal government themselves, that's a socialized program. And, of course, you never knew what it was. Okay, this is what it is. This is what's happened. And it's happened on our watch. You know why? Because we've gotten lazy. We don't communicate. We're in our boxes. We don't talk to people. We don't research. We don't read. And we don't scream outrage enough. We don't do enough. And here's what's happened. While we were so damn comfortable, here's what's happened on our watch. And in the midst of all that, here comes the Second Amendment. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay? In the midst of all that, with this piece of health care legislation, they're going to start asking you questions. Shout out to Jan Morgan for this, too, but I, and, and who we're still waiting to arrive on the show. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that your Second Amendment is going to be invoked into this socialized medicine program because guess what? They're going to use this... They're going to use this piece of legislation, this health care mandate, to first bankrupt you, okay? And while you're depressed about it, and you go to your doctor and you say, you know what, doc, I just need a little something to help take this edge off because I'm worrying too much. And why are you going to tell your doctor that? Because you trust your doctor. You love your doctor, a lot of us. You know, your doctor's like your best friend when you, or, 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 or your priest. You know, when you, when you go in that doctor's office and you sit down and you talk to that doctor, you can say anything to him because you feel trust. You feel he, you feel like he's so trustworthy. You know, your doctor is a lot like your priest or your pastor. You know, when you go in that pastor study and you and you start to talk about the problems that you have at home. Or, or the things you're going through on the job, or your relationship with your wife and your kids, and, you know, things that you stress out about. You talk to your pastor about things you pray about. Well, a lot of us, we take the same approach with our doctors. Because let's face it, outside of your spouse, this is the one person that sees you naked. If your doctor told you, hey, I feel like, this is going on, so uh, drop your drawers and bend over. I need to check you. <laughs> well, you might you might raise your eyebrows and go, hold up, Doc. You know, I don't know. You, you know, something. You, you can't be looking in my ear telling me you need to check my, check my butt. But I'm just saying, you know, we trust our doctors that much, most of us. So when you get in your doctor's office, let's get back to this affordable, this uh, Obamacare crap. Okay, when you get in your doctor's office and you've been feeling some kind of way and your doctor is now required to ask you these, uh, I'm doing that little quotation thing again, he's asked you these different, these different questions, some things that he's never asked you before. Now, some of us are going to go, Doc, that ain't none of your damn business. But a lot of us are going to say, you know what, this is my doctor, man. I can tell him that I'm a little bit stressed out. Uh, Doc, I bring home $150 less per month than what I was making. And it's stressing me out because I can't quite make the kids' tuition or the car payment or things of that nature. And, and, and what happens 
your doctor is now, he's not required to document this stuff. Because guess what? The government's paws on his neck also. Okay? So he's got to document this stuff because you know what? He doesn't want to lose his job and he has to take care of his family. Because guess what again? The money that he was making, he's not making anymore. Because somewhere out there, on some line in that piece of garbage legislation called the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, is a line that states you must disclose all information psychological that could be affecting, socially affecting, excuse me, your client or your patient, excuse me, or you'll lose your license. And he's also not making the same money he was making before because, let's face it, when you flood the market and everybody can get something, the course is cheaper. Of course. The free part, but for the paying people, the people who want the name brand macaroni and cheese and don't want the store brand, price got to go up, baby. It's going to cost you more. And more and more and more and more. And it's just going to keep going. So, so you know, when you put the two together, your doctor's going to be required to talk about how stressed out you are. And that prescription that he wrote you for the little bit of anxiety that you might have been having because someone died. Or, or that you can't quite make your bills. Or you're having problems with your children or your wife or whatever. You know, that one prescription that he wrote is now going to prevent you from acquiring a firearm. Oh, yeah. See, this is not only going to kill your right to your own choice of health care coverage, but this is also going to hinder and slowly nip and nip and nip away from your Second Amendment rights, which is your right to bear arms. Let me get racist a little bit. People like when I go here. Let me get let me get a little bit racist before I get back to that. Once upon a time in America, the government thought, hey, slavery's okay. You know, they're only black people. You know, uh, it's okay to own one and 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 treat them less than you would treat the family pet. It's okay to own one and make them do anything that you do you see fit. Because after all, you're paying taxes on them. See, it's all about a tax game. Now, this is the same entity who thinks no more of us. And when I say us, I mean working class, everyday, anything less than elite people in this entire United States. Actually, in this world, we're just talking about the United States right now. This is the same entity, the same government. And you can't forget that. So you can't change the game. Only the players change. But anyway, the same entity that said, okay, it's okay, you know, take them black people and use them as you see fit. Just make sure you pay your taxes on. But over time, as black people start escaping off these plantations, their mindsets changed. Because you got to remember, when blacks were slaves, they saw how whites interacted with each other. And, of course, they envied it. They got to read literature. They got to 
play pianos and musical instruments and have a good time without any oppression. You know, very little, except for the oppression of the federal government. So to black people who were slaves, who were less than a man, they looked at that as not such a big idea. It's not, the federal government's not that bad. NASA's the one who's got us in bondage. So they start escaping off these plantations, and they act like the white masters that they had in terms of being civil. Let's just call it what it is. You ain't got to like it. This is just reality. This is history. Embrace it, I always say. You ain't got to like it, but this is the truth. So over time, again, blacks begin to read more because they could. And they began to write more because guess what? They could. And they understood how to. And they started educating themselves. And then, no particular timeline here, but and then black people realized, oh my God, our Second Amendment right says that we can own a gun. Because not all white people were happy with the blacks who were escaping or the blacks that were freed off of their plantations. And neither did they like the whites that interacted with them or worked with them. They were killed right along with the blacks who escaped from those plantations. This is true history, folks. So as time went on and these blacks and these whites who who appreciated interacting, as time went on and more things were taught to these blacks by those whites or by reading or by each other, they realized that we had a Second Amendment to bear arms. And not only a Second Amendment to bear arms, the right to have a gun, but they also realized that, hey, we helped build this country too. We had a big a huge part in building this country, whether being a slave or free man, a huge part. So it's up to us to protect this country too, away from those people who don't want us interacting and don't want us to bear arms and don't want us to have property and don't want us to share and don't want us to farm and don't want us to interact with each other without their approval. So over time, the right to bear arms or arms has been held sacred. 1791, I believe. Amongst all free people, free in their mind. I don't mean free in terms of having on handcuffs. I don't mean free in terms of being in some sort of physical bondage, but mentally. A lot of people are mentally enslaved today. And if you believe that getting on a on a program that could take away not only your right to decide if you want health care or not, but also the same understanding that you have the right to bear arms. These are the people that are trying to take these things away from you. And this piece of legislation is proof in the pudding. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why people can't see that. You know, over time, 
Our simple right to decide for ourselves has been nipped at and nipped at and nipped at and changed and amended. And what we have left is very little, people. Very, 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 very little. I mean, we don't have much left anymore. And if we don't get back to the point, make coming back full circle here, if we don't get back to the point where we can interact with each other and help each other out and help each other understand what's really going on and protect our country and protect our families with the guns that we have and the free mental thinking and the free the love that we have and that we share for mankind and each other outside of this government entity, realizing that these are the criminals, you know, these are the oppressors of all of us, we're all going to die if we can't get back to that. Because they've already taken this stuff away little by little by little. And we don't have much left anymore. For God's sakes, we're signing up and we're happy, a lot of us, we're happy for a federal program that is run by the oppressors. Who don't like any of us? And we want this? These are the same people who take your money before you ever see it. If that ain't slavery, I don't know what else is. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's real simple. If you go to work and make a dollar based off of your time and your skill or the labor that you put in, that you simply do, you should be paid based off the agreement that you made with the person that you are laboring for or working for or working with or donating your time for monies to. Based off that agreement that you made, you should be paid that amount of money. And no entity in this world should take anything out of that money before you receive it in your personal. Anything that gets in that or gets in the way of that is conflict. It's conflicting. I.e., the federal government. They don't give you... See, just the whole... I can't even... It's a, It's amazing. Just saying those few words, it's powerful and should say something to you. I just said, in, and I quote, they don't give you. Think about just that for a second. They don't give you. Only God should grant us the ability to get or make a decision. There shouldn't be any government that somehow grants us the right to our money after they're done with it? There should be no government entity for that that gets in the way of that agreement, that handshake or whatever contract we have with that person or that group of individuals. Just the simple fact of me saying it should ring bells in your head. They don't grant us they don't give us. They don't allow us. Allowing, granting, giving are things that you do or acts that you make or acts that you take 
on property that you own or items that you manage. Our children are who we look after. Our children are our property because they come from us. Until they are grown, it is up to us to take care of our children. Being that they are our property, they are our loved ones. That bond and that entity is ordained only by God, not the government. There's not a law in the land that should get in the way of that. There's no granting over our lives. There's no king. You know, the federal government is not a king over us that grants or allows us to do a certain thing or that gives us some sort of property. The federal government is not God. The federal government is not Jesus. So why do we put all our faith and our belief in the federal government? To grant or allow us some sort of power that God has already given us. God is our most high, not no president. There's so many people out there today that separate themselves from other church members based off the simple fact that they don't like President Obama and I do. There are people that have left their churches. Based off the simple fact that their pastor might have said, I don't support President Obama. I've seen where people don't like their own brothers, don't like their sisters, best friends who've been friends for years, don't like each other. Based off the simple fact that a man is entitled to his own opinion that he doesn't like the things that this president stands for, which are in large terms blasphemy. In large terms, evil and anti of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I said it. And you don't got to like it. But the truth is in the pudding. Anything that homosexual rights activists say, this man bows down to. It doesn't matter what the people say. The people can ask for this. The people can ask for that. The people can say that we don't appreciate a health care bill that taxes us if we decide we don't want it. The people and the business owners and the small and the large, you call it what you want, but the people can say, Mr. President, we don't appreciate a bill that could bankrupt me. We don't appreciate the simple fact that you stand with entities that wants to continue to kill our babies. I don't care what social benefit they offer. If their business is death, it is not of God. You can take that to the bank. If their business is the death of the unborn child, which God said, I knew you before you knew yourself. I knew you in the womb. If their business is to kill, seek out, and destroy by poor neighborhood after poor neighborhood after poor neighborhood, and it flunks their foot on your neck and make you want to kill your children, 
of God. You can take that to the bank. If their business is to take from you, to steal from you, to oppress you, to make life hard for you, they are not of God. I don't care if it's the federal government, the president, or your pastor. The word says it's not so. Again, you don't have to like it. You don't have to appreciate it. But you can take it to the daggone bank. They are not of God. This federal government that we see that has its foot on our neck are our oppressors. They are all of our oppressors. Some of us love our oppressor. Some of us want to get in bed and kiss and make love to our oppressors. Some of us want to be our oppressors, want to be just like our oppressors. They want to walk like them. They want to talk like them. They want to do like them. They want to dwell with them. They want to eat with them. They love those oppressors. They want to go to Washington right with them. Knowing that when they get there, every bit of the Christ that they got in their bones will be gone. I've said it once and I'll say it again. A single saint will never last in the household of devils. You can take that to the bank. That's the reason we go to church, folks. So we can be around saints. We can be around people who are like us, who believe like us, who think like us, who are positive in every aspect of life. Sure, church people have problems. Sure, people in God and in Christ, sure, they talk about people. They gossip, they mock, they mimic, they fall short, they smoke, they drink, they're all drugs. But one thing about it, they believe in God. They believe in Christ. They know that there's a tomorrow if you believe in Christ, and there's a better place, and this heaven is not on this earth. They know that you can repent and continue to go on with your life. You can go on. God is going to be there for you. There is a tomorrow. You can do better. And you do not have to bow down to no man as long as you got God on your side. That's what a saint has, people. I'm not talking about what a saint ain't got. I don't care what a saint don't got. I don't care about the problems that a saint might have. I don't care about their walk. I don't care about how hard their trials are. I don't care about how hard their tribulations are. I don't care about how many drugs they smoke, how many blunts they roll, how many people they slept with, how many Facebook inboxes they do, how much they cheating, how much they lying, how much they don't go to work. I don't care about what a saint don't do. But a saint believes in God and dies in his heart. And he knows that there is a tomorrow. And you can take that to the bank. You got all these fools out here talking about all this nonsense. I know I got off topic. Too bad. You got all these fools out here twerking. You got grown women with children on social media who somehow think it's cute to make a video of them sucking their butt. For a few likes. But these are the same people that got the nerve to talk about what strippers do. Strippers are stripping for money. You're stripping for social media likes. 
Same thing. If anything, you're backwards. You're going to go out and shake your butt? Why not get paid? You the fool. You can't talk about that stripper. You got nothing to say. At least this person is on that dollar. Maybe they're paying bills. Hey, they might be paying tithes with your husband's strip dollars. I don't know. But what I do know is that it's ludicrous, it's disrespectful to your children especially. See, parents are always talking about, I'm going to make my child respect me. And you don't even respect yourself. And you definitely don't respect God. You can never expect someone who don't respect themselves to respect you. You ain't no different than them fools in Washington. No different. Those fools don't respect themselves. They don't respect you either. There's very few decent people, very few, who can survive in a group of people who care nothing about the respect for Christ, the belief in God, the love for people. There's very few people that can survive and continue to be them same selves in those type of groups. This is why you got so many women twerking. This is why you got so many fathers that are in the household can care less about their children. So many mothers who aren't in the household anymore and can care less about their children. This is why you got so many homosexuals. This is why your politicians can't do right. This is why when you elect these people and they go in that house with all those ungodly people and they're supposed to represent you and you're a godly person, this is why you lose them, people. Because they're in the house of devils. And you ain't praying for them. You started criticizing them. You ain't calling them, giving no kind of encouragement, knowing they're in the house playing against the house. It's blackjack. When we send our elected officials to Washington, it's like going in a casino. There's no time. You don't know if it's day or night, light or day. The same beat to the same drum goes on and on and on and on all night long. And you know what the only thing you have? You know, you know what the only thing you have is? Is what God gives us. Your body starts to act funny. You start dozing off or you start twitching or you start winding down. You get tired. You start getting fatigued. Something's telling you that you know what? I need to go lay down. I need to stop this for a minute. I need to stop putting my money on the table. I need to stop gambling or drinking or dancing or whatever you're doing because this thing that God gave us that's so awesome, this body that we have that wants to live, that wants to keep going, that body will tell you. See, your body has its own clock. Thank God, amen? Your body got its own system that doesn't beat to the drum of anybody else. I don't care how much you work night shift. I don't care how much you work day shift. 
when your body gets to a point where it's tired and it wants to do something different, no matter what you're doing, it'll let you know. This is the only thing that you have. And your conscience, your spirit, will let you know if you got any decency inside of you, if you got any love for God inside of you, I don't care where you are, what you're doing, you got your mind on God. I've seen times where I've been in the club and I'm praying. Y'all don't know nothing about that, man. Y'all don't know nothing. I see times being in the cloud house and I'm praying and I'm repenting. Lord, I know I'm supposed to be here, but I'm here. Forgive me. Please forgive me. See me through this. Let me get another night, Lord. Let me see another day. See, y'all don't know nothing about that. You might criticize it. You might view it as being wrong. From the outside in, you're looking at me and saying, look at Pudgy, that heathen. He ain't nothing but a heathen. He's going to hell. But you don't know what this body's doing. You don't know about that conscience. You don't know about that spirit. Now, I ain't saying it's right being in there. I ain't saying it's right being in the wrong place either. I'm not condoning none of that activity. But you don't know what's going on upstairs. You don't know about that personal relationship. So what we should be doing is encouraging and praying and helping these people. Because when we send these politicians to D.C., amongst all those devils, and we know that they're true, we got to know that they're true, first of all. I'm not just talking about somebody who wants to get elected for vain reasons. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about people who want to do right. I'm talking about those people who, 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 who might have dipped in the club, who might have dabbled in drugs. And pray the whole way through. Talking about people like that. People who have God in their heart. No matter how much more I research. No matter what I do. No matter how much religion that I look up and trace back through the guidelines. And how many roadblocks I find. And how many things that are true. And how many different stories that are like this and like that. And no matter how many people who don't believe in God tell me. Pudgy, this don't make sense. No matter how many times I'm told that or how many times I see that, it's one, that one thing, that one, that one personal thing that they can't answer for is that personal relationship with God Almighty. Again, you ain't got to like it. You ain't got to appreciate it. You might say some of these politicians that go up there to Washington should be left alone. A lot of people say saints of God and people that believe in Jesus shouldn't even be talking politics. But I say, why let the heathens have the table? But you ain't got to like it again. But you can take it to the bank. You can take that much to the bank. Going to a commercial when we come back. We got, all right, we got Jan Morgan on the air, folks. Two minutes, we're going to bring Jan Morgan back. Have her on for about 10 minutes, and we got to close the show. Thanks for listening to the KLP Radio Show, baby. 619-638-8559. We'll be right back after these messages. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? 
What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. K-I-R-P Radio! Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. KRP Radio Show. Right now, without further ado, AP Award winning, excuse me, <clears throat> eating Reese's, my bad. AP Award winning investigative journalist 
conservative columnist, nationally recognized Second Amendment advocate and media personality, NRA certified firearms instructor, RSO, none other than Jan Morgan. I wish I could have did better than that, Jan. I suck at introductions. Jesus. <laughs> I think it's a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm from the old school, like Johnny Carson. So I, you know, I used to mm-hmm. stay up late and watch Johnny Carson. So I yeah. love Johnny Carson. I was just talking to my husband about that the other day. I miss him. But there'll never be another. And that's the greatness. I mean, Johnny Carson was like the most awesome talk show host. Yes, he was. Ever. Yes, he was. You know? Yes, he was. I agree. Yeah, I liked him. I was a kid, too. Anyway, Jed, uh, I decided to bring you on the show a long time ago, actually, uh, when a good friend of ours, uh, Adi Chris, uh, mentioned Mm -hmm. that you'd be a great guest on the show. And I'm saying, you know, (laughs) she's so busy and she's got all this stuff going on. But since you're making your North Carolina tour, I mean, you've taken North Carolina by storm. This has been Jan's Carolina these last few days, if not this last week. And he's been all over the place, and I really appreciate it. Heard great stuff. Wow. I love North Carolina. I was just talking with someone else about that today. Just This like become a second home to me. Well, North Carolina loves you back. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, we're we're definitely glad to have you on the show. So, you know, welcome to the KRP Radio Show. And uh, if you would, could you could you just let people know, you know, who you are, and and then I got a few questions for you because I think there's another story behind Jan Morgan, the gun toting Bible thumping. Anyway, yeah, just let people know. Who you are. <laughs> you know it. You and I discussed this a little earlier, and you were saying, I just want people to know who you are. But to me, who I am is as important as the message that I'm trying to get out to people. And really, that's all become who I am, it seems, because uh, it's it's what has uh, plummeted me is the message. And that is that our, our Second Amendment is the keystone it's the foundation of saving this country and and right now our government more than ever before is uh, threatening our second amendment rights and so what i'm trying to do is get the to just explain to the american people why it is that 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 particular amendment to our bill of rights is so critical to all of the other liberties that we enjoy you know this this second amendment uh, right, and I talked about this earlier. Is the most important. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. I, I I almost don't want to call it a right. I want to call it a a God given something. You know, I, it, it's so important because this is all we have basically. I mean, outside of, you know, we have the amendments, we got the Bill of Rights, we got our constitutional rights. I understand all of that, and the Second Amendment falls within that. I, right. I get that. Right. But without the Second Amendment, we have nothing that says we have the right to fight against 
any ideal or any tyranny or any any belief that wants to take our rights and our country from us. Without the Second Amendment, we got no will, no no fighting power, Jen. And I don't think people understand. Well, that's that. no, they don't. And, and a lot of people don't realize the history that prompted our founding fathers to to put that Second Amendment in our Bill of Rights. People didn't know in the 20th century, 170 million people, Pudgy, 170 million people in this world in the 20th century have been annihilated by their own government after being disarmed. Wow. And so history has proven that gun control is about, not about guns, but about control. And any any government, any power that wants to enslave a population of people, moving their arms, their firearms, removes their ability to to be free. And so that is why our our founding fathers gave us the Second Amendment to make sure. And it's not something – the Second Amendment is not a gift from the government. It's not a right that the government is giving us. The way our founders worded that, it was a mandate to the government. It basically tells the government – the people of the United States of America are a free people, and they have the right to keep and bear arms. That right shall not be infringed. See, that, that message was to our government, not to the people. And mm-hmm. that's what I people in the country understand. And today, if you look on my Facebook pages, you'll notice that on my pages, I talked about the fact that our own United States Senate website, their version, their interpretation of the Second Amendment is wrong, and it's there. I'm sitting there looking at that thinking, I cannot believe they have the audacity to misinterpret the Second Amendment and appear as if there's some conflict about whether or not that's actually a right, an individual right to keep and bear arms, or if the Second Amendment is talking about only militias, the right of militias to bear arms. Uh, people, we're going to have to stand up and fight back for that, and the United States Senate is going to have to get that off the government website. You know what? Do, what do you think will be the deciding factor? Because I, I always try to play this in my mind. You know, I, I personally think, you know, it's going to be a, a, a maybe like a, a line in the sand type of event that's going to make people uh-huh. click and say, you know what, it's time to strap up, lock and load. I mean, literally. But I, I really don't think there's a lot of people out here that believe that we're really going to have to fight to keep our country. And and I think people believe that, you know, it's going to be some parachutes drop out of the sky. There's going to be events before that that should, I believe, that should prompt us to say, you know what, let's lock and load. But I, I, don't, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about that? You know, do you think that there'll be a... You know- Mm-hmm. Pudgy, I think that most people who are gun owners hope that it never comes to that. Uh, but we understand that the reason it hasn't come to that is because we've been fighting for gun rights. We haven't fought hard enough. We've already allowed our government to impose over 20,000 gun control laws on the citizens of this country, and that's 20,000 too many. So we're going to mm-hmm. have to back up and look at what we've already, how much infringement we've already allowed government to to take on our gun rights. And we need to start backing up and reversing some of those. That's where I stand on the issue. And I think the more that the government uh, tries to intervene and take 
armed race the people, the more you're going to see people uh, standing up and fighting back. It's it, and we're beginning. You look at what happened in Colorado recently. That was very encouraging yeah. to me. Two, two, two lawmakers ousted from office because of their position on gun control. You know, the people stood up and fought for their gun rights, and they showed that grassroots fighting can make a difference. And and that was very encouraging, and I hope more people around the country who are losing their gun rights in, in places like New York and Chicago. The people of Chicago stood up and fought back, and, and after, you know, a history of no gun rights there, basically, the people of Illinois now are about to get to uh, have concealed carry. So I, I am encouraged, and I believe that Americans are waking up to the fact that government has, has taken way too much control and too much away from us in the area of the Second Amendment, and I think that we're going to see some changes there. I, I definitely I hope we see some changes and, and real soon. You're in the bonus hour with uh, Pudgy and Jan Morgan on the KRP Radio Show. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listening on the West Coast. You guys will be able to listen to the show in about 30 minutes in its entirety on KIRPRadioshow.com. Getting back to Jan Morgan. Hey, Jan, what what really got you, uh, other than God Almighty, I believe, because you're definitely an ordained soldier, I think, but uh, what really got you in this fight? What got me in the fight for my country was the fact that I was living the American dream, Pudgy, like so many people in this country, I think, for decades. And I've said this before, uh, Barack Obama is not the reason we are where we are. We've been moving toward this direction of social for decades. But what woke me up was that all of a sudden when we had someone elected to the presidency that uh, uh, was really openly pushing socialism, everything that this country was founded upon, we're a constitutional republic, not a socialist nation. Absolutely. The fact that that there were enough people who either were ignorant and did not understand what Barack Obama stood for, they didn't take the time. And part of the media is partially to blame for that, for not not properly exposing who he really was. But the held American citizens responsible for for knowing who they're voting for. And I think a lot of people got, got caught up in and voting for him for other reasons other than whether or not he was qualified and what he stood for and taking the time to look at what his background is. Uh, so that's what got me involved in, in pol- the political climate. Um, I, I got really involved in the issues on the Islamization of our country because I'm very concerned that during, uh, of course, after 9-11, and that was during... President Bush's administration, and uh, and I got really upset with President George W. Bush when he made the statement that we are not at war with Islam. Well, excuse me, but they're at war with us and have been <laughs> for some time. So, so real. yeah, those two issues, the Second Amendment and the Islamization of our country, are two issues that are very, very important to me. Those are basically the two platforms I get, got involved in. Second Amendment became a huge issue for me because when I took it against the Islamization of America and civilization jihad, I started getting death threats. Um, and, of course, I had to arm up and train to defend myself. Yeah. So that, those, that's basically the, the history of when I became truly passionate about 
what was going on in my country and what I could do as an individual. That That is awesome. I think uh, when you said trained, that's something that uh, resonates volumes about you too. And, and, you know, I can't wait to take your class. We got to figure out a way that, that I can get take your class somehow. But, you know, I, a lot of people talk about you being uh, – uh, NRA certified and, and NRA certified firearms instructor. Actually, you know, well, can you tell the folks about that, please? Uh, sure. Well, I talk a little bit about the fact that, well, in, in the United States of America, you don't have to have trained to own a gun. You were born with the right to bear arms in order to defend your life and the lives of people you love and your property, and that's understandable. But in my opinion, if you're going to own a gun, you owe it to yourself and the other people who have to live in your environment and be exposed to you when you're carrying a gun. You should be a responsible gun owner. And part of that is is training and knowing how to safely handle a gun, being sure if you're going to carry a gun, understanding what your marksmanship abilities are, what you can and can't do. So if you're in a situation and someone walks in a restaurant and you're sitting there and they start shooting people, you know that if you pull your gun, and you aim it at that person to try to stop that attacker, that you're going to be able to hit your target, uh, you know, you need to be sure in your ability and so that you don't hit an innocent bystander. And so I, I want people in this country to be trained and to be responsible gun owners and to be responsible uh, concealed carry uh, yeah. citizens. So that's what I, I got training, and I continue to train, even though I'm an instructor and I'm also a concealed carry, a state-certified concealed carry instructor. So even though I, and I continue to train, and so does my husband, because I, I think the thing, the day that you think you know everything about any given subject is the day you need to hang it up. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Speaking of Jan Morgan on the KRPRadioShow.com, Jan, now I'm going to get personal here. And I hope you don't mind. I'm very nosy. And, uh, okay. I think most of my listeners know that. <laughs> but <laughs> last time you came to North Carolina, you were a single gal. And then you come back with the old ball and cane on. Now, how in the world did it ball and chain, excuse me? Now, how in the world did that happen? Well, um, I met my soulmate. That's how it happened. <laughs> nice. I like yeah, that. I Met him at a gun range of all places. Aren't you shocked? <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm very shocked. No. Yes. Uh, well, he's he's uh, he's, a, he's conservative and very supportive of what I'm doing, and it takes a, a man who is a, a strong person individually to to be involved with a woman like me, because mm-hmm. because I'm I'm very strong and uh, very busy. And the limelight, of course, and a lot of men probably wouldn't like that. Um, yeah. And I carry a lot of guns. <laughs> 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 so, in fact, when we got when we got married, you know, one of the I stopped the wedding ceremony in the middle of the ceremony and stopped the pastor and I said, I need to clarify something with him real quickly. Just can, can we stop everything just a second? And I turned to him and I said, just so I understand now. Just to clarify, once we're married, my guns are my guns and your guns are my guns. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he said yes, so I thought, well, this is I like that. Man. Yeah, but you know, he's he's a good guy and uh, he's a, he's yeah, he's a very spiritual guy. He and I are are both believers, 
that's important to me too. Uh, he's not a religious person. Well, he's not a religious person. We both have this have this thing about uh, religiousness. Uh, of course, Jesus did too. <laughs> so well, I think yep. they bring good company there. They bring good company there. He and I. Um, so you know, and that was dating, and we dated, and we wanted to make sure that uh, our relationship was proper. And God yeah. eyes, because I always feel like, you know, if you're not, if you're living out from under that protective umbrella, uh, you're you're not in a safe zone. So, um, anyway, he proposed, and I said yes, and so here we are. Man, nice. That's that's, you know what I um, I saw you guys on two occasions this this weekend, basically this week rather, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you guys got a good thing going on, man. I I, I hope and pray. That that you continue to build on that, and a lot of years later you can look back on this thing and say, "Wow, you know, it's been twenty, thirty years, whatever, you know." And um, mm-hmm. he's definitely on your side, Jan. I, I think that shows. So big shout out to Bob. We do shout outs on this show, so you know, definitely a big shout out to him. And um, you know, I, I can appreciate that. I, I just think that what you guys have is is, is definitely special, and it and it can be seen. Mm-hmm. And it does take a special guy. With you being in the limelight and being a beautiful woman, let's call it what it is, you know, it takes a special guy to be able to handle just that alone. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you got yourself something special there, man. So, B.I.G., shout out to him, not only you. Okay. <laughs> I, I will tell him that when I get off of here. Yeah, he does. He To deal with, you know, there, when I post things on my uh, social media pages and there are a number of my uh, supporters and followers on those pages are men and some of the comments you you, you would think okay not just any man is going to be able to handle the, the stuff that you know <laughs> but he does, he handles it really well he just laughs and he's 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 very good with that so that's been helpful to me I like that that's pretty cool um, yeah. I just I just got one more question for you, basically, and uh, actually two, but th- this one is this is the big one. I'm sure everybody wants to know this one, but and I'm being nosy again. It's about you and your husband, but uh, mm-hmm. who can shoot the best? <laughs> <laughs> We're both very competitive, but uh, <laughs> you know, I will say this: and he did. He ranked expert in the army with rifle. He, oh. He yeah, so it, I think that it depends on what we're shooting. If you want to talk about who's the best shooter, we we've had our little competitions, and I will argue with him that I'm the best shooter, and and, and sometimes he'll show me that I'm. Not. And so the fact that it's not on the <laughs> that battle is uh, probably a good thing. Oh man, see, I knew I wouldn't get a statement on that one. Uh, let's yeah. Say- it depends on what we're shooting. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. That, that was a good answer right there. That took me out of trouble. It's true. It's true. It depends on what we're shooting. If, you know, if you in certain certain firearms, he's going to out to me. In certain firearms, I'm going to out to him. And the environment. You know, I think I shoot better under pressure than he does. So. Really? Yes, really. Absolutely. Ooh. Okay, Mr. Expert. All right, I got that going. Well, the last thing is 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 pretty subtle. And, uh, of course, it's about Jan Morgan, the person. But, Jan, if you would, you know, let people know uh, what you do, how they can find you, and, uh, you know, how they can keep up with you. Okay. Well, you know, what I, what I hope is that people won't be as, as much focused on 
me and and finding me and keeping up with me as they are utilizing what I'm putting out there to keep up with issues. Dan Morgan Media is my is my website, and it is not just me, but a number of different writers that bring some great truth to the table. Uh, every single day, we're Okay, I think we lost Jen here somehow. Um, can we get her back? Okay, since we're in a bonus hour, I guess we can't get her back. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody out there who's listening, who listens to the KRP radio show. And uh, if you guys would like to get in touch with If you would like to get in touch with Jen, you can find her on uh, www.janmorganmedia.com and uh, her email is bookjanmorgan at yahoo.com uh, her Facebook page is www.facebook.com backslash janmorgan homepage also facebook.com backslash janmorganmedia and uh, you can find her on Twitter at twitter.com backslash janmorganmedia or either at symbol Jan Morgan Media. Uh, again, Jan is an awesome person with an awesome message. As you guys can tell, she doesn't exalt herself. She exalts her message. So, you know, what she's basically saying is that pay attention to the message more than you are of her. You know, appreciate the message, seek the message, listen to what she's saying, and, you know, go out there and, and, and do your best in observing what's really going on, and, and pay attention to these things, all right? So shout-out to everybody out there for listening to the KRP Radio Show. B.I.G., shout-out for everybody out there who uh, who has joined us in the bonus hour. I saw we got a bunch of calls on the queue. I appreciate you guys for doing that. And thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show. Check me out on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy, at symbol KRPRadioShow.com. We're also on iTunes Podcast, KRP Radio Show. We're also on uh, Facebook. Listen, we're all over the place, man. Google us, K-I-R-P, K-I-R-P radio and show. And don't forget, guys, I, I need you guys to uh, go on the Facebook page, K-I-R-P radio show, and uh, look for those T-shirts, man. Buy up those I Love K-I-R-P radio show shirts. I really, really, really appreciate us. That's what helps us going, and that's what pays the bills for us, and keeps us going on and, and keeps us on the air. And uh, the Loving Father Society, you know, we're making efforts to do a lot in the community. Please don't forget about that, lovingfathersociety.com. We are trying our best to reach out and mentor kids, parents, fathers, and encourage families to stay together. So my brother Rashad Woods and I, you know, that's our ministry, that's our message, and, and that's part of what we do, just part of it. So we appreciate it if you would support us by logging on to uh, loving the lo lovingfathersociety.com. Uh, there's a donate button on there. Please, you know, donate, you know, $2, $1, $0.50, whatever, and uh, that will also help us continue to help other people. All right, remember God is love, love is God. Check you guys out next week, same time as we do part two to parenting. Part two is a 10-part series. 
Uh, next week, maybe my brother Rashad will come on with me, and uh, we'll have another special guest as well. It'll be a group of men, and we're talking about parenting. So look out for that. We'll check you guys out next week. And don't forget to check out Jen Morgan. She's always doing something B.I.G., baby, and she is B.I.G. in my book. And I'm giving another B.I.G. shout-out to her husband, Bob. We are out of here, baby. God is love. Love is God. Check you guys out next week. All right? One love. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands.